If you would take your Bible, turn to Joshua chapter uh, 24, and we're going to begin in verse 14. Or if you got your church app, you can just uh, press the uh, blue part of the scripture there in the sermons, or you can push the Bible app and it'll open up for you either one. Joshua chapter 24, and beginning in verse 14. I have a, a couple of pictures that I want to show you this morning, and Hopefully, uh, Jason, it is up there. Uh, today, we're starting out a series that's going to involve me and some of the other uh, preachers in the church and uh, getting you an opportunity to kind of see our families or how we kind of see our families with this theme about this is us. And Jason, if you would pop that up for me, I want you to kind of get a picture of what our family is, not that one. <laughs> oh, that's not us. I don't want y'all to think we're a bunch of sleepy heads, lazy bums. Show them that other one there. I want to throw that in there for a little fun. There we are. Our family, uh, in, as you can see, with the stage behind us, and uh, we took that picture at church. We have a lot of pictures at church. And one of the things that has been true for Joyce and I from our early point in marriage and having our children is that we wanted to be known as a family that serves the Lord. And that's what I want to preach on this morning, a family that serves the Lord. And Joshua, in Joshua chapter 24, made the statement, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's kind of been a verse that I have kind of taken for my family because it kind of carries the theme of this is us. This is who we are. We are a family that serves the Lord. And when you think about that perspective about uh, a family that serves the Lord, a lot of things can cross people's mind. Matter of fact, it could cross some people's mind that a family that serves the Lord, maybe they think that is some type of status symbol or maybe it makes you feel like that you're better than other people. But it does not. A family that serves the Lord recognizes that they are just trying to surrender their lives to the one who died for their sins. And so we recognize the reality of that. A family that serves the Lord realizes that they have not an obligation but an opportunity to show their love and appreciation to the Lord for this undeserved gift of salvation. And if you have been in any services here at the church, probably over a period of time, you've heard me state the statement that I sometimes feel like I am the Apostle Paul, that I am chief among sinners. Not that I want to brag about sin in my life, but I feel like that in many ways there have been so many sins in my life prior to Christ and things that still try to creep into my life that sometimes I feel like that I have been a chief among sinners. And so being a family that serves the Lord is nothing about a status or an obligation, but just an opportunity to try to reflect back to what God has done for us. And so let's look at this scripture in Joshua chapter 24. And if you open up the uh, scriptures in your Bible app, it'll open up verses 14 through 18. But I want to look at just the first couple of verses in verses 14 to 15 to start with. It says, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And I want to pause there for a second. The word that Joshua used there for serve and serve the Lord is a word that could be translated to reduce yourself to servitude, which means that it is a choice that you make, a choice that you realize that your life belongs to someone else, and so you take the choice and commitment to give your life over to someone else. And so Paul, I mean, uh, Joshua is saying that he had made the choice 
to make himself a servant to the Lord. Now verse 15 says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself a clear decision, a choice to make. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Now there Joshua is saying, all right, you can make the choice. There are the gods that are on the other side of the river that you have been exposed to and you've seen how that they live. There's a God of the Amorites in the land that you now are in. But he said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua makes that commitment. Now, as I look at these scriptures, a family that serves the Lord understands that at the core of their life, the core of their family, their household, is their spiritual condition. And we'll pause there for just a second. Let us let that soak in a little bit. That a family that serves the Lord understands that the core of their life, the core of their family, is their spiritual condition. That their spiritual condition is much more important than their physical condition or their financial condition. Because the core of their spiritual condition affects the outcome of their entire life. And so the reality is that a family serves the Lord understands that the core of who they are, the core of their household, the core of their family has to be a right spiritual condition. Now, as I look at what Joshua says in these verses, I'm kind of reminded of some realities, just some real basic things that God's spoken to me about what Joshua said that I think that we have to take a close look at. And the first one is this. A family that serves the Lord is led by an adult who has a personal, passionate relationship with God. A family who serves the Lord will always be led by an adult who has a personal, passionate relationship with the Lord. Notice that I did not say that a family who serves the Lord is led by an adult who is a church member. Hopefully they are a church member, but that's not the key thing. The key thing is the reality that someone in that family realizes because of the basis of their personal, passionate relationship with the Lord that as for me and my household, me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord and I am going to do everything in my being to lead that way because of my relationship with the Lord and understanding the impact that it has. You see, Joshua proclaimed to everyone there, that was all the Jewish people that were around, that as for him and his house, they were going to serve the Lord. His personal relationship with God had motivated him to make that statement in front of everyone else. He took the stand. He took the lead. Now, let me ask the question this morning. Who is leading in your household, in your family, that is saying the same thing, and that is, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I have watched a lot of families over the 27 years that I've been a pastor and years before that, before answering the call to preach. And I have seen families that have gone in all kinds of different directions and it was very obvious what the center core of their family was. What they seemed to have their most interest in, had their most passion in, and had their priorities about their life. Can it be said by what people see about you 
that they understand that your family is one who serves the Lord because you have taken the lead. Now, my personal opinion is that every man should step up and say, I am going to lead my family to be a family that serves the Lord. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I see some men that they, they take the leadership and the financial responsibility of their family, and they feel like, you know, I need to provide for my family. I need to be the lead moneymaker. But a lot of times that same person is not leading the way spiritually in their family. And as I say that, there may be even in the service today some men that think, well, you know, I'm really not into uh, really studying the Bible and praying like my wife is. And so, you know, I just kind of lean on her to kind of lead the way and, you know, kind of take that leadership. Well, if the man won't, then the wife should. But I'm just saying that as I saw from Joshua's example, that there's nothing like the impact. And if you're a man that maybe you really haven't spent a lot of time studying the Bible like you should or spent a lot of time in prayer, today's a good day to start that, to just make that commitment. I'm going to be a Joshua man, and I'm going to be able to say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord because I am going to take the leadership. I may not know as much about the Bible as even my kids do, but I'm going to start learning, and I'm going to start leading the way, and I'm going to start getting my family together for some family devotion time and start leading the way spiritually. For a family that serve the Lord, a lot of times I have seen, even within church people, that the children are more excited about God and about church and about spiritual things than even the parents are. And that's, at least that's a good thing moving in that family. I know from personal experience, I grew up in a family that, that my mom and dad didn't really go to church a lot. And as I grew up a little more, my mom got a little more coming to church. My dad rarely did until the latter part of my teenage years did my dad really get involved and start coming to church and be involved in church activity. So the earlier part of my life was really influenced more by my aunt and my uncle who would pick me up and take me to church. But as I grew up and I grew in a relationship with the Lord, I knew that as for me and Joyce and our household, we were going to be known as a family who serve the Lord. How would you be identified? What would people see about you? Joshua made it clear. The second thing that I see for a family who serves the Lord, they recognize the awesome power of God and have a reverent fear for Him. A family who serves the Lord has an a sense and understanding recognizes the awesome power that God has and has a reverent fear for him. Joshua made the statement in verse 14 about fearing the Lord. And usually when we hear the word fear, we think of afraid. But Joshua's not saying, I want you to be afraid of God that in the way of afraid that God's going to strike you dead or take your life away from you. But what he's referring to is a sense of recognizing how awesome God is, the mighty power that God has, and have an irreverent fear for him. That you reverence God for who he is, the creator of the universe, the one who gave his own son, Jesus Christ, that we might have forgiveness of our sins by his death on the cross, and recognizing the awesome love that God has for us, then we have a fear. It's a good fear. It's a fear that really recognizes what God can do and impact in our lives. You see, one of the things that I realized in my life early on in adulthood was that if I didn't leave my family 
to be a family who serves the Lord, then the consequences or the outcome of that could go in all different directions. Now, I showed that picture a while ago of me and my family up there, and we were all here on the stage, and, uh, and I showed that picture that you see now kind of as a reflection that our family has kind of evolved around things of God and being in church and so forth. But I also, as our kids were growing up, I wanted church to not be mom and dad's thing. I wanted it to be their thing as well. And I've seen a lot of families that they bring their kids to church, but it's mom and dad's God. It's mom and dad's church. It's not their church. You see, if your kids grow up recognizing that it's their God and it's their church, then their families will do the same thing. You see, I didn't grow up in that environment, but I grew my kids up. And I, they grew up in that environment that the things of God and the things of church, we are Christians, and if that's what things God expects of us, if that's what things that we are doing as a church, then that's what things we are doing as a family. It wasn't a vote. It wasn't a question of, do you want to go to church today or do you not want to go to church today? It's just who we were and what we did. And guess what? These six grandkids that you see in here, I think there's six in there, aren't they? Yeah. These six kids, grandkids you see, they're growing up in that same environment to be a family who serves the Lord. You know, obviously, from Michael and Bree being here, that they have grown up in, in this church and they have grown up with their families, recognizing the awesomeness of God and serving Him. And they're raising their children the same way. Christy and Seth, uh, they don't live in this area, they live in a different area, but they are doing the same thing. They are serving the God in their area, in their church because they recognize the awesome power of God. It's not just their mom and dad's God, but it's their God. Christianity and serving God is not just mom and dad's thing, it's our thing because we recognize the awesome fear of God. The third thing I'd have you to see about a family who serves the Lord is that they choose, I want you to listen to this one very carefully, they choose to live noticeably different than the rest of the world. A family who serves the Lord chooses to live noticeably different than the rest of the world. And it's not a choice of, I want to be different. You know, some people, they wear their hair different, it's all different colors, or they wear unique clothes because they just want to stand out. They just want to be different. They don't want to look like everybody else. In serving the Lord, the choice of serving God is not, I just want to stand out and I just want to be different but it's knowing how the rest of the world is living that if you serve God, you're going to be noticeably different. Does everybody recognize that? If you make a choice as for you and your family that you're going to serve the Lord, it is just going to be noticeably different. There's going to be things that other people participate in that you're not going to participate in because it's not lining up with God's word or God's will for your life. There's going to be things that you do that people are not interested in because what you're doing is trying to line up with God's word and God's will for your life. You see, as Joshua is talking to the people, he said, all right, one of the first things he said is put away the gods that your fathers served in Egypt. 
What he is basically saying is, get rid of anything in your life or in your lifestyle that doesn't line up with the one and only true God. How many of you were in life and word this morning? Raise your hand. Now, how many of you, as we studied about Asa this morning, King Asa, and him leading the people of God back to worshiping God, recognized he did some dramatic things? How many of you noticed that? It was pretty dramatic, wasn't it? If you weren't in life in the Word this morning, King Asa was in his 15th year, and he was leading the children of Israel to serve God and to worship him. And so he had all the people together, and they killed like hundreds of cows, 700 cows, 7,000 other sheep and goats and so forth as sacrifices to God, as their commitment that they were coming back into a right relationship with God. And King Asa put out this notice that anybody that does not choose to worship the one and only true God of Israel will be killed. Pretty dramatic, wasn't it? I think probably most everybody decided to serve God. But I don't think that should be the motivation. King Asa also had a grandmother. She was identified in the scriptures as queen mother because she was the eldest in the royal family. So she was identified as queen mother. But she had one of the false god images. So you know what Asa did? He took her position away from her as queen mother, took that idol that she had, tore it down, broke it all to pieces, took it down into the valley dump, and burned it to its consumption. Pretty dramatic. But he did all that because he knew that they needed to be different than the gods of Egypt. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go tear stuff out of your house. Some people might. I don't know. But I'm saying that whatever is in your life, just like King Asa realized that for him and his family to live differently, there's some things that just could not be a part of their life. And so he removed it. Even moved his grandmother down. I don't know what his status was with his grandmother after that. He might not have got any good Christmas presents. But I'm just saying that if you're going to choose to live as a family who serves the Lord, then you've got to live noticeably different than the rest of the world. You've got to remove things that don't belong in your life, and you've got to add things that do belong in your life. And that's what Joshua led his family to do. Can people see a noticeable difference in your family. The last thing that I would give you that I see about Joshua is that a family who serves the Lord influences others to serve the Lord with all their heart. If you were to look at that verses 16 and 18, which were the last few verses that I tagged on there, tells us that the people said, hey, we're going to serve God. People are saying, we're going to serve God. And Joshua said, no, you, you won't either. I know how you are. Yeah, yeah, we're going to serve God. No, you know you won't. You, you'll back up. You'll backtrack. No, no, we have to serve God. And so they rallied on, and Joshua and his family influenced the other ones to serve the Lord with all their heart as well. Joshua, I think, was kind of playing with them to kind of get that depth of their commitment. But when you are a family who serves the Lord, you're going to influence other people who will see a difference in you, and they're going to want what you've got. Joshua, because of the commitment he made as for him and his house, they will serve the Lord, him and his family. 
When you have that same commitment and people see the power of God in your life and your commitment and see the difference that God is making in your life, there's going to be some people who want the same thing that you've got. Your worship of God is going to influence other people. You see, a family who serves the Lord is led by an adult who has a personal, passionate relationship with God. They recognize the awesome power of God and have a reverent, fearful respect for Him. They choose to live noticeably different than the rest of the world. And because of the way that they're living, it influences others to serve the Lord with all their heart. And so here's the question you guys say. You know, I, I would say as I showed you that picture of us standing in the church, this is us. This is our family, a family who serves the Lord. That's what I want to do, be known as. But does your family truly serve the Lord? And if not, is it about time to make that choice? I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. And as they come to get a song ready for an invitation this morning, is it about time that you made the choice as for me and my house We are going to serve the Lord. You see, it's not, serving the Lord is not something about a status or an obligation, but it's an opportunity to pay back to God for what he has done for us and given us this gift of salvation. Serving the Lord is about a commitment of the heart to the one who gave you eternal life. Can people see in your family the difference that God is making in your lives? Can they see a noticeable difference in the way that you live your life compared to them? Is it about time that you made the choice? In just a moment, they're going to begin to sing the song of invitation, and I want to give you an opportunity this morning. Whether you make the choice there in the pew where you're at or whether you come and kneel down at the altar, but if you know that you're not really leading the way as an adult, for your family to be one who serves the Lord, then maybe today's that day that you want to say, God, I just want to get my life right with you, and I want to lead my family in the right direction. And maybe you, maybe there's some things you need to change. Joshua told them, said, you need to put away the gods that your father served in Egypt. Put away their, their false worship. Put away the lifestyle that they live. Get it out of your life. Maybe there's some things that if you're really going to serve the Lord with all your heart and be able to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Maybe there's some things that you need to get out of your life. But also maybe there's some things that God would want you to get into your life. And it may just start out with some family devotion time, family prayer time. Just reading a few scriptures together and saying a prayer together might be the beginning that you need to make for your family to be one who serves the Lord. Lord, we come to you this morning. And Lord, I thank you, God, for the example of Joshua who said, all right, everybody can make their own choice. But I'm telling you, you better fear God and serve him. Do whatever you want to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And Lord, I just believe that today there's some men that maybe they haven't really been deep into Bible study. Maybe they haven't really put a priority on prayer on a daily basis. Maybe they're not really even doing anything that's leading their family in a daily relationship with the Lord. But today's that day that someone just needs to say, you know what, I'm going to make a choice to make a difference. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord.
And I can just tell you from a personal testimony this morning that serving the Lord is not always easy, but it sure is good. Something that the outcome, you see, we never know exactly how everything's going to turn out in our own personal lives or in our families. But Joyce and I made that early choice early on in our marriage that as for our house, we're going to serve the Lord. And with that choice, it's been a commitment to raise our children that way. And we never know even when your children, even as adults, can go a different direction, make different decisions. But I can say right now that as for me and my house, and as my kids and their houses, we're all serving the Lord. They could have gone a lot of different directions, made a lot of different other choices, but they've all chosen to serve the Lord. And I think that God honors those who honor Him. So some, before we come to the altar this morning, maybe some of the others need to step out right now and just come and kneel at the altar and say, Lord, I'm making the commitment right now. I'm making some changes. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Others, do you need to come? Today's the day to make the choice. As for me and my house, we're going to be a family that serves the Lord. Some of you may be struggling with the fact that there's some things that may be a part of your life right now that if you're really going to serve the Lord, it's got to change. But I can guarantee you this, when you make that change, God's going to bless you for it. I told you about King Asa and because of his leadership with the people, they had 20 years of no battles because God blessed what he had did. Lord, have your precious will done. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.